0: Welcome to this edition of the Modern Times Podcast, Political Profundity with John Guzon and Karen Weil. Hi, Karen.
1: Hey there. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today?
1: Well, I'm doing all right, all things considered. Thank you. And I do hope all of our listeners are having a wonderful Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I thought in maybe...
1: spite of all the craziness and the tragedy and the you know massive losses in our entertainment industry recently.
0: True. And,
1: Another crazy month, for and better or
0: worse. And we're probably going to give our attempt at, at touching on at least most of those uh, topics. Um, I think what we have listed today on our lineup, on our outline, is the White House budget and massive cuts, uh, the Manchester bombing, uh, the Russia Gate hearing, the one uh, just very recently with um, uh, former Director Brennan of the CIA, uh, Trump's Middle East visit, um, which has plenty of. Funny and maybe not so funny of it, uh, moments. Um, and mm-hmm. then finally, we're going to kind of touch on uh, the losses this, uh, I guess it's the past week, week and a half. I think Ailes was maybe last week. Uh, Roger yeah. Moore, Chris Cornell, and Roger Arles, a- Ailes. Three Titans um, in their fields for sure. Um, and also, one of the things I wanted to introduce this time is, you know, we hadn't really done it before, but mentioning actually on the podcast, we're recording this uh, Tuesday, May 23rd in the afternoon, um, Pacific Standard Time or or, uh, or or actually Pacific Daylight Time, uh, Mountain Standard Time. So, Karen, right. let's, let's jump right in. Uh, uh, the White House budget um, has been either leaked out there or is out there, and they're talking about some massive cuts, especially some of the ones that we talked about earlier. Um, do you think they're actually going to get some of this done? And maybe, you know, I want you to highlight for us some of the ones that you see that are, are most surprising or most shocking.
1: I, well, you know, Michael Tomaski of the Daily Beast had a, actually, he filed this article yesterday. He's a very savvy political observer, and he, he comes from a liberal perspective. Um, he's, I mean, he decries these budget cuts, which include all, right, outright eliminations of programs like the food staff, uh one called SNAP, uh, and also eliminating public broadcasting altogether, Uh, low-income heating assistance would go from nearly four billion to zero this was a program that started under jimmy carter and was expanded under of all people ronald reagan because i guess ronald reagan was a decent enough man that he understand understood people shouldn't freeze to death in the winter even if they are lower income and you know maybe not have always made the most the best choices nevertheless they're human beings who deserve to live in a, a somewhat heated home Sure. Um, and also, uh, a, a, something that was considered one of the few successes, and I, I fully agree with George W. Bush's presidency, the PEPFAR program to fight AIDS in Africa. Uh, there, there's, there's talk that they want to cut that or eliminate it right out, which is a slap in the face to the last Republican president we had, and that is a good thing in his corner. Uh, You know, Michael Tomasky wrote, and everybody's certainly welcome to find this article uh, on the Daily Beast website, that, of course, the GOP, they're in a very awkward position, because this basically gives a lot of the hardcore conservatives, like the Freedom Caucus, exactly what they want. But they don't dare trumpet this, bad pun intended, Uh because they will alienate and piss off an awful lot of voters in their districts. And they know this. Uh, and of course Trump who is you know goes back on every single thing he said including protecting Medicaid which was yet another lie out of his mouth um, you know I don't he can't necessarily because his approval ratings have hit roughly I believe it's under 40 percent now as of the last poll, yeah there I think, have been the allies, several but that it's have been in the in 30s area. right not, He's just not getting any traction with anything he's doing right And because of that, I don't think he can drum up Public support for what any of these budget cuts, either, because most Americans don't like him anyway. Uh, so the GOP is going to try to pass this, and they will, believe me, because they just passed a uh, extraordinarily unpopular health care bill, which is little more than tax cuts for the very wealthy, without right. doing anything to really fix the issues of the ACA. Uh, and there certainly were a lot. I had a lot of problems with the ACA, although I know people who are on it, and they said it has made their lives much better. For whatever cuts work, and good for them. Um, and of course, you're going to see, I'm sure, the Democrats in Congress, although they don't have the numbers, but I, I suspect they're going to be able to gum to up the works enough where a lot of these things probably won't come to pass. Some cuts will happen. Uh, but, you know, again, the Republicans, it's going to be very amusing to watch them bob and weave like they did the first time there was an attempt at a budget, and we all know that crashed and burned. Like their first attempt at healthcare did, all the way back in, well, the healthcare was March, and there were talks about a budget. And correct me if I'm wrong, around that time, and because it was greeted so poorly, didn't go anywhere. Right. Uh, and I, I, you know, you can't help but wonder, even if there are people in Trump's administration who are telling him this is going to get you in a lot of trouble with your base, then they'll sign it anyway, because I, you know, in the back of, their minds, they've, you know, they've got to know that Congress probably would like to get rid of Donald Trump. If, if they had their way and could do it without too much political blowback from the more rabid part of the GOP base. that um, he'll sign this just to keep them happy, which then puts him in the deep uh, crap area with uh, his own base of voters. But, but you know, even, even more middle-of-the-road groups, like I believe they're called uh, the Third Way, right, they have described right. this budget as... This is a caricature of an ultra-conservative budget of absolute cruelty, and this is no liberal group saying this.
0: Well, you know what I thought was also interesting. Yeah, go
1: ahead. You know
0: what I thought was interesting in the uh, piece um, in the Daily Beast that you were mentioning was um, they're talking about even you know a lot of people that voted for him, like I guess the Appalachian Regional Commission was is is supposed to be eliminated um and i guess trump got 99 you know umpty 9% of the vote you know like he got most of the vote in that area um and it builds things like rail links airports highways city parks water systems um and it just goes away um you know and and some of those things are are, are interesting but it also it's also interesting who who ends up being the winners and losers i thought which um you know seeing um you know some other reporting i think when uh, reading um, the story just very recently, I guess, published by USA Today, and they're and they're tapping uh, the Pentagon is a uh, six hundred and thirty nine billion um, additional um, uh, is, is going to be the military spending. Um, that's the nation's nuclear stockpile gets eleven point four percent increase. Um, I guess uh, that uh, border security is going to go up. Obviously, um, fifteen hundred new federal immigration agents. Um, they're going to, um, do the, the, the uh, allow new parents to take up to six weeks off after birth or adoption of a child. Um, that's going to cost 25 billion over 10 years, benefiting 1.3 million people, uh, school vouchers, um, 1.4 billion for $1.4 billion boost for that. And who loses, um, in the, as far as this story, farmers, um, they're going to get, you know, obviously the, the cut in food stamps that you mentioned, uh, the EPA, uh, cut of more than 30%. Um, what they call the able-bodied poor, um, again, cuts to food stamps, Social Security disability programs, and adding new work requirements for people receiving federal assistance. Uh, federal employees, retirement benefits for federal workers would take one of the biggest hits. He wants to reduce the cost of living adjustment for retirees and increase government employees' contributions to their retirement funds. Um, tax reform, I guess, is is is, is stalled. And um, the t- 2011 bipartisan budget agreement, for those of us who remember it, Trump wants to spend more on the military than lawmakers agreed to under the, the budget deal reached in 2011. Um, so the resulting 2011 deficit reduction law sets spending caps on defense and non-defense spending. So the law has to be changed to meet Trump's request for military spending. So you know whether he he understands that part is 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 I guess a totally you know different matter altogether. I, but I mean, just the EPA, um, you know, has to be scary enough, as we all know. Richard Nixon started it, and it's not necessarily bad. Um, regulations aren't necessarily bad, re- regardless of what some some say. Um, you know, sometimes they 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 can be onerous and a barrier to trade, but most of the time we get rid of those in our federal court system and it's just and sometimes they actually generate new industries um uh you know say um you know the deal on uh, on uh uh you know polluting energy if it wasn't there and would we put the uh incentive so much on on alternative energy uh yeah we spend a lot of money on it as a government but we have to you know kind of i have the idea that we're, we're 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 better on the on the other end and and i think that's some of the you know when I think about some of those things, it kind of leads me back to the idea of, are we better when we're leading or when we're trying to maintain the status quo? And it seems like that's also where the Trump administration is. It's on either the status quo for some people that they see it or a return to making America great again in a time that doesn't exist. And that if we tried to go backwards, um, and drove, you know, non-fuel injected cars without seatbelts, um, we wouldn't be a very good country. Um,
1: no, we would not. I, I doubt Donald Trump has read one word of this budget. We all know he has the attention span of at best, probably a ten-year-old, and that's an insult to a lot of ten-year-olds yeah. that I know. Hey, I have a ten-year-old son.
0: That's an insult.
1: Yeah. Your your kid, your kid is miles above this guy. Let me tell you. Yeah, but he would make a, a great a, kid. But he wouldn't make a very what good a, president either. No, because he's too honest. Right. Uh, you know, too young. As we all know, as a pathological liar. So again, he's lied to his face about all these things that he was going to protect, which he's not going to do and couldn't care less about. I mean, I'm sorry. This is a, a very harsh wake-up call to a lot of his voters. This man doesn't care about you in the slightest. And that, you know, that sucks to put your faith in somebody like that only to be betrayed in this manner. And that's what this budget is. It's going to hurt an awful lot of people in the very red states. And you know that just it, it, politically, it's an incredibly stupid thing. From a basic uh, humanitarian point of view, it's it's just it, it's incredible. It's cruel. As third way said, this budget is just a cruel budget. It just bloats the military and costra- industrial complex even more. And as you said, that's more than even a lot of the the hawks in Congress wanted. Um, so this is just this is a payoff to his big donors. It's a payoff to his his kind of people, the one percent. And it's a, a basically a big uh, F.U. to the rest of uh, this country.
0: Yeah, and, and, so, and, and, and the other part of that budget is on the topic of tax cuts, as it said in there. Um, around $5 trillion in tax cuts, and chiefly not to the middle class. Correct.
1: Um, I mean, this is the biggest part of the country's economy, economy, the biggest group economically in this country, money more than a few, voted for this guy. They're not going to be too happy when they learn that they're getting screwed over in that department either. even though Obama came in, you know, there was a five percent across the board tax cut, so everybody got a little of something. you know I'm not you know I'm not saying it was all that much, and i I had you know mixed emotions and how much it really did help the economy, but nevertheless, the last president tried on some level to make it an equal uh, an equal type of benefit. Right. Whereas we have somebody who is again is, is you know his tiny little middle finger is being extended <laughs> to a good chunk of this country and it's a huge insult. and uh, I, I'm not the so least bit surprised this budget is coming from in this administration. And of course you know it'll it'll satisfy the, the conservative caucus and a lot of GOPers who you know really don't like him, but this is one way he can keep them happy and in, in, in spite of the swirling scandal around it. Yeah, but I think, just, I'm sorry, there's a lot of very nefarious things going
0: on here. Yeah, and the very, uh, you know, there's a, a an article that came out from uh, the New York Magazine, um, and it talks about how that there was a, true, a, a $2 trillion math error on the budget on how he's going oh, to what? actually be able to, um, you know, pay for the tax cuts and make, you know, the, the budget still work <laughs> out. Um, supposedly it says, and I'm and I'm gonna to try to read this to try to get to it because it is a little bit, you know, it's 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 obviously finance and you have to figure it out. Um but it's this is right under a photo of budget director Mick Mulvaney and um and in in New York magazine they, they put budget director Mick Mulvaney struggles with arithmetic, which is scary out of its own. But anyway, it says one of the ways Donald Trump's budget claims to balance the budget over a decade without cutting defense or retirement spending is to assume a two trillion increase in revenue through economic growth. This is the magic of the still-to-be-designed Trump, Trump tax cuts. But wait, if you recall, the magic of the Trump tax cuts is also supposed to pay for the Trump tax cuts. So the $2 trillion is a double-counting error. Um <laughs> You know, true or It would or not.
1: be funny if it weren't so tragic.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, That's and I guess you know, it's crazy. even funny whether they actually can't. I mean, a lot of people are just saying, even assuming it's going to be a two trillion increase in revenue is kind of a fallacy. Let alone then figuring it twice. And you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, whether whether this Jonathan Chait who wrote it is right or you know, Budget Director Mick Mulvaney's right. But as we all know, um, not even the Congressional Budget Office has come out with what's going on with the um american health act i guess is what they're calling right. it now um, yeah, that
1: did yeah, get yeah, to release that information and and, and you, i you know it's
0: also been yeah. in the news that he's not it hasn't been sent to the senate yet because they know that if they if it doesn't if it makes an impact on the budget they're gonna have they have to get more votes right it doesn't it can't just get passed over so they don't even know if the vote on the american health care act um is valid it just seems like a comedy of errors here and you know i i I know we want to move on to our next topic, so I'll I'll, I'll give you the last word on the budget.
1: (laughs) Again, I I will say, I mean, and I, I, you know, there are a lot of strong feelings about this budget. I have a feeling that some of these cuts will not come to pass. But make no mistake, you're going to have a major ideological battle going on here in Congress. And, you know, Trump, of course, will play virtually no real role in anything meaningful other than maybe if it is passed, he'll, you know, have another one of his little press conferences and remind people that he's president again. So yeah, well, you know, let's wait and see. But I, I you know, this just this is not in the long run gonna help him. Okay? It's just not. And the GOP, you know, surely some of them must understand that.
0: Moving on. That's my take. Yeah, well, very well said, Karen, and, 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 and that's why I, I know I appreciate the podcast and, and probably everyone else who does as well who listens next Thank number you. two manchester bombing a very um a, yeah a, a sad uh you know thing to go Problem. on i mean you know for whatever you think of ariana grande no one who goes to huh. a concert should be blown up um or
1: well no killed. absolutely <laughs> no i mean that's this was just this was insidious on so many levels uh, any kind of terrorist attack is okay i don't care where it is but this was a, a concert where you had a lot of young people, teenagers, going, 12 of those taken to the hospital who were injured were under 16, right. you know, there were 22 people killed, uh, 59 hospitalized, 60, you know, treated by paramedics, so an awful lot of people hurt by this. And they had just come there to enjoy, you know, Ariana Grande is a huge pop star now, Um, you know, and she's pretty big globally, Uh, you know, they just... Come to enjoy a concert by this woman, and this uh, this individual who blew himself up and will not be missed by anyone, um, targeted this. It's, it's 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 just beyond evil. I and I, I think another uh, thought I had, and you're hearing you know British experts saying this that what this is also going to mean is you're going to see the UK taking mm, some pretty strong measures to clamp down on security or you know violations and and perhaps. Maybe be just making, you know, taking a little more liberty from people. And while it's understandable on some level, there's that old argument about how much are you willing to sacrifice your liberty for security. That's what makes terrorist attacks so insidious. Because exactly. then it leaves a free and open society to have to ask itself that question. And that's never an easy one. Right. Um, so just the, the evil that this piece of shit human being uh you know that he the havoc that he's you know let rot, rot here is it 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 just can't be measured no nope. uh you know and and you like know, you said really, um
0: um even an eight year old girl um you know part of the bomb victims um
1: yeah you know get okay, outside you just want to go and enjoy the it concert it's sick
0: you know i mean you know it was done outside in a public area um so you know, you know, with all the security, you have to go through every large scale event, you pretty much at least have to walk through somebody, they're probably doing facial recognition, they're probably identifying, you know, whether people seem nervous, you know, they're probably using this everywhere, which we already have. And so, you know, they're going to be doing these things in these areas where they have to be doing them, which will be the public area, the only place for it to be. And, you know, for as, as, as upset as I am and, and as much as we all hate these things that happen, you have to also, you know, like you said, what they take away. And I think the most important bit always has to be that most acts of terror to me have to maintain themselves as, as, as criminal investigations and not as military operations. And, you know, I think that's, you know, it's, 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 Good to be said, and I think it needs to be reiterated um, over and over and over again how 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 crucial it is um, for us to handle these as as, as criminal prosecutions and non military operations.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, you, you know, never because told, our unless, military. Just go back to go 1993 when ahead. the World Trade Center was attacked for the first time. Right. And let it resulted in loss of life, and clearly it was Islamic extremists who carried this out. Bill Clinton handled it in a manner that today you couldn't suggest just because of the optics and the politics. He said, these guys are criminals. We're going to treat it as such. We're going to hunt him down. We're going to find them. We're going to prosecute him. And all of them are rotting in prison where they should, and they'll die, you know, and hopefully go off to a miserable afterlife. Uh, rather than just, let's just go attack a country. that may or not may or not have had anything to do with it because that somehow seems like the right thing to do. And we all know how that's ended up uh you know again the people who did that were punished and punished severely uh and, and that's you know clinton did the right thing in that um we all know what happened in 2001 no need to rehash that uh and i say this is somebody who fully supported the the u.s uh invasion of afghanistan um but certainly not iraq uh so we you know it'll be interesting to watch you know the british government who is run by the conservatives and Theresa may although i would you know not consider her in line with the republican in this country in terms of her outlook and viewpoint um... but it's going to be interesting to see how Theresa may decides to handle this she could take a very hard line she may take the the ideal that you know we're gonna find the people who did this if anybody worked with this creep, and we're going to bring them in and bring them to justice of course the uk does not have the death penalty But nevertheless, and only time will tell. But it's it's you know it's just this is just a heartbreaking tragedy, and it's it's you know again uh, a terrorist attack no matter where it may happen, be it a military base as we saw at Fort Hood or in a movie theater back in uh, Colorado. You know these are those are places where people go to enjoy life. Uh, You know the movie theater one to this day just shocks me as we all you know. I love going to the movies, and, and it is a place where you go to escape for a few hours, and and you know, slip into the realm of fantasy or or action or drama. And uh, you know, the Christopher Nolan, the director of the Batman, who you know was the film playing when this monster came and shot that place up, said, you know, the right. movie theater is my church, or it's my home. Right. And you know, you've come into my home now, and you've done this. And I, you know, I think going to a concert, it's the same experience of of being you know at one with a lot of people enjoying this band or you know or artists performing and it just it shatters that and I know we could argue our innocence was shattered a long time ago, but it does just it's one more uh, you know shattering of of the innocence of something like that. And it can never be it can't it can't be fixed.
0: Oh yeah. And so, you know, you know and, and 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 besides the fact of 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 trying to keep this away from military stuff. And I know then it makes it difficult because then the FBI or other groups, and we have to rely on other countries and it gets very difficult um, to do, but the, that's for the politicians and the leaders of these countries to figure out. But, you know, my two cents are, you know, you have to keep militaries out of it. Um, but at the same time, you know, and, and, and that two wrongs don't make a right. Um, but we always have to remember what is motivating people to strap on, on bomb vests and to kill people and to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't justify anything and it's, and it shouldn't be, um, you know, lauded. Obviously what they did was wrong and it continues to be. However, you have to know what's in the mind of someone who's willing to do this. And, you know, whether it's justified in, 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 in their own minds and, you know, they can say it's because of violence perpetrated on communities in the Middle East um, and again, two wrongs don't make a right. So you can't say, well, you bombed me, so I'm going to bomb you. And then, you know, then what's going to happen? We know we know when we use our, our, our logic and our reasoning that that just ends in destruction and that somewhere along the line people have to decide to be peaceful with each other or else we'll just be right. on these never-ending vendettas. Um,
1: well, and I, yeah, I, ISIS is reportedly claiming responsibility for this. So we, unless, you know, the UK can find some other perpetrators or maybe good people, who might have talked to this uh, this person who carried out the attack, uh, you know, just obviously there's a lot more information that need, needs to be learned here in terms of, of how this came to be, who set this kid up. Um, but again, you know, you have 22 people who did absolutely nothing wrong other than they wanted to enjoy a pop star's concert. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it, it's heartbreaking. My, my hearts go out, as I'm sure yours, your heart goes out to the, the families and their victims and, um, Horrible. you know, again, it's just, uh, it's this is another example of the, where there are no easy answers to combating these types of acts because of the trade-offs they require. Oh, yeah. A question oh, yeah. I I certainly can't answer, and I, I don't know if anybody who can right now, to be honest, if they do, they're going to win every prize, including the Nobel. You know?
0: Yeah, you, so, you know, you know, and I guess the point I was trying to get to at some point is, you know, you know, a snapping of a finger's never usually end these kinds of long term deals, um, and we know no. that. You know, that a lot of the basis of of what um, you know American policy is based on is you know decades old, and a lot of the basis of what uh, you know these 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 terrorists are 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 using as their rationale aren't all, all recent, and and so then the solution isn't going to be quick either. You know, however, no. you know we have to understand that you know is is dropping bombs um, in the Middle East going to stop terrorist attacks ever unless you just bomb everyone and then you still have people that live other places and they'll probably turn into terrorists at some point in time or their children will. Um, So, you know, at some point you have to understand um, that the violence has to end, I think. Um, And, you know, how you you do that the right way. You know, I know there's all, all that grandstanding that, you know, you can't be weak and, and, and all the rest of that, but you know, there's 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 got to be, um, you know, a finer line for us to walk down um, than continuing the um, cycle. Um, anyway, I'm going to have right. the last word on this one uh, because I think we should jump to Russia Gate. Um, and there was a hearing today um, with uh, John Brennan um, and the uh, what House Intelligence Committee, right?
1: Uh, Correct. House Permanent Select committee on intelligence. You,
0: so what you was you had it
1: right? <laughs> uh,
0: you know, whatever. Uh, so what do you think? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, a few, a few I, really you, big Biden points. Has
1: some pretty devastating information. Is it exactly the "quote unquote" smoking gun that has a picture of Trump shaking hands with some Russian uh, agent and laughing and gleefully? No. <laughs> But what he basically said that he encountered and I'm aware of, is aware of information and intelligence that revealed contacts and interactions between Russian officials and U.S. persons involved in the Trump campaign. And, quote, that I was concerned about because of no one rushed in efforts to suborn such individuals, uh, Brennan said when Trey Gowdy asked him. I, you know, that's, that's pretty hardcore. That's a pretty hardcore answer. And it does nothing to help Donald Trump.
0: Oh you know you know no, it, it it definitely doesn't and I think you know what's what's been standing out is is um uh, the uh little uh, back and forth between uh Brennan and uh Trey Gowdy um that was kind of been you know I guess he really pushed them and said did you see, ever see evidence of collusion coordination conspiracy between Donald Trump and Russian state actors and uh and 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 Brennan responded I saw information intelligence that was worthy of investigation by the bureau um, you know, right. referring to the FBI to determine whether such cooperation and collusion was taking place.
1: Right. Um, so back and, I mean, there was a back and forth between the two of them that that got fairly heated. And Gowdy, I mean, again, who's I'm, I'm sorry, has just shown himself to be a blatant partisan hack over and over. You could just see how desperate he was to take any heat off Donald Trump, and he failed. It's just that simple. And uh, you know, Gowdy, I mean, was a piss poor choice to me to run this committee. Uh, but then again, I you know, I hate to say this, there probably would have been no other Republican not not out of that crowd exactly, who would have done this in a more fair and even handed manner. Uh but you know, Brennan, I'm sorry, Brennan wiped the floor with them. There's just no other way to say it. Yeah, and, and, and Gowdy looked like a fool. Yeah, Gowdy, it, was, it, really it was, the, yeah, Gowdy was really trying to push
0: Yeah, Gowdy is really trying to push the effect now. It seems like Trump is starting to tr- isolate himself and saying, "I didn't know anything, even if other people did," um, because that's what Gowdy was. You know, they're basically throwing anybody else under the bus besides Donald Trump. Which does it exclude him or excuse his his the, you know the fact that maybe people in his campaign did? Um, you know, how can you how can you say that you can run something when that's who you decided to choose? How can you how can you decide to be president when you've decided to have all these people in there and half of them were colluding, you know, of, of your top level people, or how many, even if it was two or one, um, that you still have them there working for you. Um and so he said, uh Brennan said, I'm um, you know, uh Gowdy asked, what's the nature of the information? Brennan said, it's classified. I'm happy to talk about it in the classified session. And and Gowdy just continued. And that would have been directly between the candidate and Russian state actors. And Brennan responded, that's not what I said. I'm not going to talk about any individuals. Um, right. And I mean, that-
1: Brennan, is, Brennan certainly knows, you know, he's a smart man. Uh, you know, uh, wonder one necessarily agrees with all the decisions he's made over the years. But, he, you know, he understands exactly what he can say publicly and what he can't. Uh, Gowdy may not understand that. Uh, I think that was pretty obvious watching him. Um, but Brennan, you know, certainly does. And, uh, nevertheless, he was, again, I was just stunned by some of the information uh,
0: that I learned today from this. So, so um, this is what it also gets it, me again, to, yeah,
1: no, no,
0: no, 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 I, I thought you were done. I didn't want to cut you off there. Go ahead. No,
1: go
0: ahead. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> the fact that even if Trump did have collusion at this point, do you think at some point he's not just going to sell out <laughs> anybody else and say it had nothing to do with me? It was him. Like 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 say, you know, you know, Trump really did. And it was all him and, and he approved everything, which I again I have a hard time believing because like, I, I like plenty of hard have time said, believing
1: Trump would simply not he wouldn't be clever enough really. It, as much as he thinks he may be to be able to pull something like that off. But he again, maybe we shouldn't give him do you know.
0: But however, the, even if he did, he probably would sell out everybody before he would point the finger at himself.
1: I, you know, and it seems is, like
0: that's the way it's shaping up.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I just look, this man is corrosive and he destroys practically everything around him in one way or another. Uh, That's why you've heard a lot of Republicans outside of this administration or Congress who do have principles saying to the rest of their brethren, dude, you're going to get burned here badly. You better get the hell away from this. (laughs) And, you know, people are not, you know, it's just unfortunately Trump still has an inner circle that apparently they must be willing to sacrifice themselves for him because i and I agree with you, I think if if there if the news tightens and i I suspect it's going to if not right away, uh yeah, Trump will claim ignorance, but i i you know i it, it would not surprise me that we discover later on that he certainly knew what people around him were doing, even right. if he did not directly involve himself
0: yeah i mean and, and the danger of that no matter so what is yeah and well the danger yeah. to that is that if anybody i mean that's why they you know they talk about most investigations and that you know, in the beginning, they would never be focusing on Trump. They would be trying to build it like you build most of these kinds of, you know, large scale kind of cases like this. You start at the bottom, and you hope that someone that's low level, middle level, sells out the big guy. And 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 once you start leaving those those middle guys out to dry, like what happened to John Dean in Watergate, right? All of a sudden, he sang like a bird. Um, right. and and so, you know, that's what's out there. I think that's what he's focused on and whether he, whether he sees it or not. I mean, it does seem like, you know, Trump didn't learn anything from, from, from Nixon. I mean, obviously who knows if he learned anything, you know, from anybody, uh, or whether he's suffering from something else. I don't know if you've seen that the you know, the little underhanded stuff that's going out right now about, uh, you know, Trump has Alzheimer's I've been seeing, Um, all over the place. Like they're trying to, you know, throw the old unfit for office thing around. But, um, you know, it's, it's, he's going to sell somebody out and they're going to sing if anybody knows anything. I mean, it's just, it seems like it's going down and, um, eventually it's, it's not going to make 12 months before either he barely survives and everything comes out and, and he just blames everybody else or, or he's done. I mean, it seems like it's still going that path. Nothing has been able to stop this investigation or, or make it Correct. seem like it, it is as bad as, we, as, as some people thought.
1: Well, and again, the GOP, as I've kept saying all along, it's in an extraordinarily awkward position, because I think there are a lot of Republicans in Congress who actually probably know or suspect that, yes, Trump is guilty of this. But they can't say it publicly, because, look, they've got to win a primary. And we all know Republican primary voters are the most... Extreme of the extreme, in general. I'm sorry to say that, but that's what got Trump the nomination in the first place. So if they do this, then they're probably going to lose their primary. But of course, then they risk re- losing the general. And and right now, it and I would you know again, I would not have said this last year. It's looking more and more like the GOP is at least going to lose the house because of Donald Trump. I, I think the Senate is impossible. But you know, it just so it's up to them, each one of them in Congress, to decide how much is it worth it to me to stick by this guy. Um, And, you know, Charlie Pierce of Esquire, who's a very liberal writer, but, you know, sometimes can be pretty harsh on Democrats, and and he's he's pretty sharp. He writes, you know, he wrote a piece about the hearing today with Brennan. He said, please, Republicans, stop helping the president, which he puts with an asterisk. That's his words, not mine. (laughs) Keep this up, and he's going to end his grand tour of Europe in a dock at the Hague. So, now, that might be a bit of hyperbole, but, you know, again, Pierce is a very sharp observer about politics, you know like him or not and um, so yeah I just uh, this is another hearing that didn't you know it doesn't help Trump I mean no matter what his base of supporters may think the rest of this country is looking at this and and I can you know their minds in their minds they're thinking hmm yeah. there's, there's something not right here
0: you know and so history is watching as that
1: sounds but you
0: know, you know history is watching for these for for anyone who doesn't really take any of this seriously or just wants to defend on a partisan level only. You know, and, you know, one of the heroes, I think, to me recently has been uh, um, uh, Representative Chaffetz, who, you know, going into it, Mm -hmm. you know, he seemed like one of those partisan guys that was, you know, he was the Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. And, you know, he gets to a point where he finally was just like, look, I'm quitting and I don't want to do any of this anymore. And I'm not going to just blanketly support. Donald Trump, and it's like, where the heck did that come from? And, you know... You know
1: that can't, Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of J. but I, I do think he saw the writing on the wall with his own congressional race, and most likely would not have won um, number one. Number two, and maybe he, finally he's developed a conscience and realizes that shilling for this guy, you know, again, it has terrible effects on the soul. Okay. So, you know, it remains to be seen what he's going to do for the rest of his time in, in Congress. Um... He's another one who's just kind of, to me, been doing this bizarre dance. And uh, again, for the, repeating myself, and I'm sorry out there, folks. Trump is not helped by any
0: of this. Well, speaking he of bizarre, d- speaking of bizarre dances, let's go to our next. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was hey, good. Good hey, segue, John. My segue, yours. You're the one who who said, you know, uh, you know, made a a comment about a funny dance. Um, so Trump in the Middle East. Um, you know, I there's a there was the uh, Boris Yeltsin Bill Clinton uh, press conference. It's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. things of all time. Of
1: that was a memorable one where he belched Yeltsin that yeah, is. and Yeltsin wildly. just
0: cracking up Clinton just constantly, just making him laugh. Uh,
1: well, that was a nice. I mean, look, that was a nice human moment. Again, nobody would ever call Boris Yeltsin the greatest leader Russia ever had. He was a drunk who had an awful lot of problems. Right, um, but. You know that was just something that was. I mean, yes, it was embarrassing, but it was it was just funny, and and nobody got hurt by that. The dude burped, Clinton laughed, life went on, and that that almost seems like such a. Which again, it was a difficult time for Russia for a lot of reasons, but it almost seems like
0: it was an enlightening almost, time, it for that time too. in our
1: world history.
0: Right, right. But, when you think know,
1: about it, compared to now.
0: But what I'm saying is, you know, you have a few, you know, you have something that's kind of funny um that you know that comes out of the political world usually don't see donald trump dancing right. with the swords in the in the sword ceremony in saudi arabia Ugh,
1: yeah
0: um i've seen so many memes about that and so many gifts and joe where they just they grabbed that five seconds where he was totally out of out of sync and just waving his sword around in his little hands no i i, I don't need to go there but um I don't know. It was one yeah, of those was, one Yeah, he moments. kind of
1: looks like a hippopotamus, honestly, in a suit. <laughs> uh, you know, he's not a graceful person to begin with. That's pretty apparent. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, I, the, the trip to Saudi Arabia, I think just is, that especially, given we know that the Trump has deals there, that they gave $100 million to his daughter's quote-unquote foundation, which I'm not sure exactly what that foundation does. I've yet to see any concrete evidence of anything useful from it. I'd love to be proven wrong on it that. The are
0: looking like Barbie um, somehow. I don't know.
1: Um. <laughs> so I just the you know it's just part of what is in general has I been I just not a very successful visit abroad for him. I, well, I you know, and again, if the, the goal was to get the attention uh, of Russia gay, to take that off him, again, it's not working wah, wah, because wah. he's not doing anything. You could argue, yeah, he told the Saudis, "Oh, you have to stop." Uh, supporting Islamic extremists. Well, good luck with that, (laughs) because they've never done that, no matter who's told them. And it's unlikely that Trump is going, I mean, just because, you know, he's giving them money, maybe they might do with some cosmetic things here. But we all know the Saudi government, never mind that it's, you know, 17 of the 19 hijackers were from that country, Uh, and has a terrible, insidious history of supporting Radical uh, Islam. I, you know, I, I doubt the Saudis are going. I think they think of him as a joke, frankly, and they're just kind of humoring him. Well, it, it also, you're not going to see any, you know, real action from Saudi Arabia to stop anything, in my opinion. Yeah, and it
0: also, you know, serves to corroborate, you know, what what Rex Tillerson has said specifically, what the um, um, Secretary of Commerce has said, um, and, and even Donald Trump himself has said, is that you know, we're not going to let people's um, political uh standing or morals affect our ability to do deals and conduct business um and right. and you know with Saudi Arabia being the number one holder of oil reserves um they're not going to let any 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 kind of policy that Saudi Arabia does i mean we you know even our country stopped um you know didn't really seem to pay any attention that you know bin laden is basically a saudi um you know uh most of like you said the, a lot of the hijackers came from saudi arabia originally um, of of nine eleven and so you know we don't seem to to ever think of Saudi Arabia like that um, and you know again I don't want to you know you know you know come down on them either because you know we have all these issues and we know that I mean it's the same thing we can go back to Manchester and say well what came first the you know the cart or the horse uh, chicken or the egg um, and, and and what are and what are you know uh, you know Islamic terrorists really thinking and 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 what role did the United States play in building up this, that, that worldview? Um, you know, whether, you know, we would also have not supported any sort of freedom in any of these countries uh, for the common working man, we've been interested in their oil. And if they want to maintain control, we don't really care how they do that as long as the pipes stay running. Um, and, you know, that's part of the rest of the part of our legacy. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it's you know right. it, it, very interesting time, um, but to get back to a little bit more, you know, kind of maybe a little bit of entertaining pursuits. While well, we did get to see Melania slapping Donald's hand for the first time in public, yeah, that, and we also, you know, I, we also you saw the, that, frankly, the glowing they don't
1: Have a real marriage to begin with. Um. So and and again, I've been well, saying it from day one: this woman doesn't want to do this job. No, she's done absolutely nothing. I, I think she's visited a school once or twice. And I, again, unlike, unlike her husband, I don't think Melanie Trump is a terrible person.
0: No, I have more but respect for her. It's that
1: she does not want to do this. She doesn't want to be around this guy. She avoids him as much as possible. Um, and you know, it just that 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 little scene I think speaks volumes of just exactly about their relationship. Oh yeah, and uh, it's it's sad. It's sad to watch this. I I feel for their son. I really do. Um, I, for her, I really don't have a lot of sympathy. She's chosen to live in this. Uh, the kid is the one for whom I I feel for. So,
0: um, before we move yeah, on to the glowing, volume, yeah. before so. we move on to the glowing orb, really quick, I wanted I wanted to <laughs> add on to that the, was weird. I wanted to add on to the Melania kind of thing, and um. You know, one of the things that we all knew about, I mean, obviously it was one of the big moments in the twenty sixteen campaign is the whole you know, Billy Bush on the Axis Hollywood bus and um, you know, knowing that Trump had, you know, I grabbed him by the pussy and you know they they let you do it, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm Donald Trump. I'm this creepy She defended him.
1: She well, defended him you know, saying that. But what
0: I'm getting at I is that is that we we know that there's no you know, it's been the idea has been that he's kind of a sexual predator. Um absolutely his wife is not at the white house um but there hasn't been any any anything coming out at all about any of that now you also have to say i mean it took years for that to kind of come out with clinton because it takes time but if you don't think that there's not any sort of i mean i mean one would just have to have to you know use your imagination um you know your wife is living in new york you're in Washington. You're the president of the United States, and he also has has had three wives, has no background of ever being, um, you know, uh, loyal, um, uh, uh, you know, because, I mean, obviously, when he was talking about all that on Access Hollywood, he was newly married, right? I mean, um, you know, he was married uh, to her at I the time. I
1: when you're married because I didn't follow, you know, I didn't follow that at all. I couldn't have cared less about it. But, well, uh... I mean,
0: you know, but the point just is still there um you know it's another right. bit and when you see that happening you know that there's not really much love or probably um you know, you know you know what every human needs a little a little affection um is probably not happening so um either either he's getting it somewhere else or what's going on i mean obviously this is all just my own mind running yeah I, uh,
1: I just the mere thought of him you know <laughs> donald trump is i'm sorry he is physically repulsive You know, we've gone from one of the best-looking men ever to be in that office to the worst-looking. I mean, again, Hillary Clinton, and I'm going to say this, and I don't care, if Hillary Clinton were gaining weight the way this guy does, we'd never hear the end of that. Um, So I I don't know who would be desperate enough to even want to get near Donald Trump. I guess Melania Trump has a few times, God bless her, yeah, well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's know, always somebody they, out here they, they who i to... What am sorry?
0: No, I was just saying there's always I... there's always usually somebody out there who's willing to shut their eyes and say maybe hey, I'll make a hundred <laughs> grand out of this.
1: Right. I, you know, again, I, I don't believe I'm going to say this. I don't believe they have a real marriage. I think it's a sham. She probably signed a prenup a long time ago and has to stay with him. Uh, but it's, again, we all just said this. She's she goes out of her way to avoid them at all costs. Who could blame her? Um, And don't, I I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, however long this man is in office, that eventually she files for divorce. Uh, Because you just, you get the sense that her patience with this is starting to thin. Um, And again, she's not doing the duties of first lady, uh, which I, as somebody, as a taxpayer and an American, I expect the first spouse to be doing something constructive. She has done nothing. Which, if that's the case, then she just needs to leave and get out altogether.
0: I mean, at least sleep with him so, every once in a while, right? I'm just kidding. i just kidding. I mean, that's a duty of the First Lady. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, maybe it'll stop a, a nuclear war or something. Um,
1: well, I mean, and that's, you know, another problem with all of this this visit that I wanted to mention on a far more important topic. Sorry. Obviously, Trump made a lot of noise about Iran. We all know Iran and Saudi Arabia are, oh, that's right. yeah, hardcore enemies. You know, there are some analysts who are saying he's he's moving towards perhaps some military action towards Iran, which is extraordinarily dangerous for a lot of reasons. And again, I'm like most people, I despise the Iranian regime, and I feel for the people of that country. But, uh, you know, again, I expect, you know, in in part not only perhaps to please the Saudis, but also some type of military action will take eyes off of, uh, guess what? russia gate yeah. um so this is this is something that that uh you know if, if we're going to see what this administration tries to do or if this is just more empty talk and maybe to just throw Iran off course which I, I, again say what you will about the iranian government and but you know I, they're not that easy to scare uh so it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how they react as well
0: yeah you know um, and, 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 and i'd go back to my original point again why do you think you know, the Iranians who don't like the U.S. don't like them mainly because of what we did for, what, 40 years? and, and
1: uh, uh, Well, we overthrew a democratically appointed leader. We put in the Shah. The rest is very tragic history.
0: So, you know, and, I uh, mean, it's the same old we story. Put in, but
1: we put that in motion. It, it's to our ever to this nation's great shame. Yeah,
0: it's, you know, same old so, story. When people hate us, there's usually pretty decent reasons. And if we can face up to it, um, it'll it'll all be a lot better, I think, moving forward. Um, you know, uh, maybe then we can take uh, measures that are a little bit more warranted. And the last thing, again, um, that we you know we talked about the Trump sword um, issue. I do want to at least mention the glowing orb that turned on a terrorist uh, spying thing. Um, that <laughs> was know, just, just you know.
1: that was a moment so surreal. I don't even think there are basic, there are words to properly describe it. I, I looked at this picture and I thought, has this been photoshopped? <laughs> what in the hell is this? You know, I think I think it was uh, Colbert
0: or it might have been Seth Meyers that I saw on YouTube, and um, you know they show um, uh, you know the the Saudi leader, and I think there was somebody else on the on on the left hand side, and then Trump was on the right in the photo that I saw, and then they said, okay, you know, now let's zoom out and see who else is in that picture, and then they say, oh, there's Gargamel from the Smurfs and Sauron from Lord of the Rings, you know, like they're like they're also there. Um, You know, it's just one of those creepy things that, you know, if I was running for Congress and trying to get Trump out there, I would use that photo of him holding that orb with the Saudi guy, you know, early and often, probably. Very, very, very funny, very um, odd, very creepy, just, 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 I just, you know, some of the stuff I can't see Obama doing, but maybe I just can't see Obama doing it so uh, ineptly. I guess maybe that's it, or without oh, no. any sort he, of he class. He cut or... a
1: lot of hell for bowing to the Saudi king, although he was right. hardly the first president to do that. Um you know what I mean? How else again, do you have a
0: shorter Trump man put something there. over your neck? What? I'm sorry? I said, how else do you have a shorter man put something else over your neck, right?
1: <laughs> you know, Trump, uh, I suppose that's the custom, but, uh, you know, Trump sat there and whined and whined on Twitter forever, about not only how Obama conducted himself in Saudi Arabia, but that his wife wouldn't uh, wear a headscarf. Well, guess whose wife also didn't wear a headscarf? That would be his. And, you know, that's her right. Um, So, again, Trump is just a massive hypocrite and a buffoon on this topic. I don't think he did much good in terms of projecting anything real or certainly about real American strength or confidence in how he... He conducted himself over there, uh, and uh, I just i just think this trip to me is just, you know, I wouldn't say, I, you know, I think he's gotten some credit because it's not quite the disaster normally that it is with him in a lot of public events, but again, I just, this is not helping him with the public in general.
0: Yeah, and it's not it over really yet. Isn't. You know, it's not over yet. He's just getting to Italy, so who knows what he grabs there, and he might get smacked. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. La- to, on to our last topic today. Um, a little bit of sad news, but also some good too, because every single one of these guys did something that 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 has kind of changed the world that we live in. I mean, Roger Moore, um, you know, proved that Bond was going to live forever. That there could be another Bond besides Sean Connery um, after the failure of, uh, gosh, uh, his name just um, escaped me. Roger Moore. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, I- I was talking about the guy between Connery and Moore. There was that guy for oh
1: George Washington.
0: Yeah, but 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 you know Moore proved that that it's it was going to go on forever. Uh, Chris Cornell, um you know one of the founding uh, guys of the whole grunge movement and really influential there and everywhere else. He's done a lot of things, um and even Roger Rails for how much of of, of pleasure he might have given you. He gave a lot of pleasure to some folks. Um, he probably scared um, some ladies actually, um, which is now <laughs> ongoing. But obviously he did change the face um of cable TV news, of news in general, of of really having partisan um publications again. But three very um significant um deaths and and all for different reasons, I think. Also because Moore, you know, he lived a long life, really kind of staying things. You know, the Cornell thing has really kind of brought up the the whole debate on uh uh, you know, middle age depression, and, and 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 what we're taking for it, or what some people in the United States are taking for it, um, and Roger Ailes, because you know now we don't know whether everything's going to really come out over over the sexual harassment allegations. So um, I don't know. Right. Sh- share your thoughts, Karen. On
1: well, there's look, well, Roger Moore certainly was a cultural icon. I know, and for Bond enthusiasts, he's not one of the favorites. You know, he was the first James Bond I knew as a kid growing up. My mother was a big fan of the franchise, and so we went and saw every Bond movie. Um, and he, he kind of came, you know, he he brought sort of a lighthearted, wry uh, right uh, sense of humor to that role that had not been there before. Sure. Uh, just, you know, didn't take it all that seriously and maybe didn't need to. Uh, he, he was fun to watch. Was he the deepest Bond necessarily? No, but again, millions and millions of people all over the world saw and were entertained by him. He also had a fairly well-rounded acting career outside of this. Mm -hmm. He was very involved, I believe, in all kinds of charities, uh, including, I think, some animal welfare ones. So, uh, you know, uh, just somebody as as a celebrity who had a lot of meaning for people. Um, And uh, I believe he was a, a knight. He was Sir Roger Moore, so definitely beloved in the U.K., uh, and, uh, you know, just again, the passing of another great cultural icon uh, yeah. and he'll be missed for sure and, of course, Chris Cornell from my generation and, and yours uh, listening to grunge music I, I, and I, I'm not the biggest Soundgarden fan but there are a lot of songs of theirs I do like and he, in my opinion, is one of the greatest rock singers of the modern age. The moment you hear that voice, you know who it is. Right. Uh, he had, I believe, a Multi octave range. Uh, he could do acoustic stuff. He could do. Above, you know, speaking of Bond, my favorite Bond song is "You Know My Name" from Casino Royale, the one with Daniel Craig that right. revamped, you know, completely uh, revamped the franchise and it made it a much more serious enterprise. And and um, but that's a great rock song. And Cornell sang that. And uh, of course, again, he is one of the. You think about it. You had Kurt Cobain. You had Lane Staley. Of, of Alice in Chains, you uh-huh. had Chris Cornell. Very distinctive vocalists, and all just massively important within the, the 90s music scene, and certainly within the grunge. Grunge would not be the same without them. Okay, right. it's just that simple. Um, and of course, you know, we lost Kurt Cobain 23 years ago. the 27, he took his life. like Staley died, I believe, in 2 of, of drug overdose. Uh, these were two deaths that didn't have to happen. Uh, but then again, neither did Cornell's. As we know, he took his own life. And there are some theories. The family has said that because he was taking out of bad they feel that may have pushed him to end his life. Uh, you know, when I saw it on Twitter, I, I couldn't sleep that night. I wake up. I see Chris Cornell is trending. And I think, uh-oh. And, of course, then I see it. And it was just absolutely shocking. And I thought, well, had he had cancer? Was there some terminal illness? Right. I mean, he was in his early 50s. Sadly, people start dying from heart attacks and other natural causes right. uh, or, you know, things you wouldn't think. But, the, you know, Grim Reaper still takes people yep. at that age for things like that, sadly. Um, then I learned, as really everybody else did, that he'd kill himself And, if, you know, just what a waste. And it, what a what a tragedy that... You know, there just wasn't somebody there who could have stopped him because he had so much more to give. Uh, unlike some Roger Moore, I mean, who was obviously in the twilight of his life and had this incredible career. You know, he was in a different part of it. Chris Cornell was just in his early 50s. He was just getting started. Um, so it's a huge heartbreaking loss for music. Um, and Roger Hales again, I, Fox News, I think, in general, I'm sorry to say, has been a very corrosive and uh, not a particularly good part of our cultural discourse or political discourse today. But there's no doubt in terms of building a network and making it work, you know, Ailes had the magic touch. Does that mean he was a good person? I don't know. Uh, You've heard a lot of stories saying he wasn't. But, I, you know, I watched Chef Smith, who was crying when he was talking about him. And, And perhaps there's another side of Roger Ailes, Mm, but you know that that was that was not a side seen by a lot of, seen by a lot of people. Uh, so I I think there's mixed emotions about Ailes' passing. But uh, he'll always be beloved in uh, the conservative universe. And uh, again, he did build a network, which is not an easy thing to do. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, you know, you know, I think you know one of the important things that everybody says. Oh, he changed, you know, um, uh, cable TV news or TV news. Um, and you know, I think it wasn't for the better. And you know, being you know somebody it as worked. as you know somebody who you know we're we're not haven't been television journalists, but we've been journalists for a long time. Um, you know, working mainly in newspapers, magazines, doing other things, but we also know the difference between what Fox News would do and still continues to do, and what everyone else does. And 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 the big difference is there's more commentary on Fox News than anywhere else. And he, he realized they came through it and even Murdoch with his untold billions wasn't just ready, willing, and able to just start, you know, loading up dump truck fulls of cash and dumping them um at the feet of people to start bureaus and branches and do real reporting. And and what ended up happening was they, you know, they started Fox News and it basically was um you know mainly commentary and just using other people's reporting. And you would do some stuff from the office. And now in that time that is now, I mean, it, it's not just him. It's not just what he did. He was reacting to the current climate. And I think everybody has to understand we don't have as much original reporting anymore um, than we used to. Um, but there is still some, but not. it's not as easy to do because the display ad, ads aren't there. But he's now changed it to, even now CNN does more of that. Um, they're talking all day, Hi. doing a lot less reporting um, and, and real discussion. And, you know, again, changed it for the worse. besides whatever else he did personally or while he was there to really kind of ruin people's careers. And so, you know, I mean, you know, you hate to, you hate to be, you know, uh, you know, celebratory about anybody's passing because, you know, you never know what kind of paths they are going to turn or how they really touch people's lives. And everybody has family and friends and people that love them. And, and supposedly even, you know, even Rachel Maddow, you know, talked about how, how she respected Ailes or, or, you know, used him as a mentor a time or two. Um, But at the same time, you know, what happened in cable TV news, I don't think, and what he brought about and what he had, you know, really kind of allowed to thrive, especially when it not t- doesn't just come to keeping yourself profitable, when it, but when it comes to how you decide to go hyper partisan and say, well, we're going to corner this one market and we're going to speak just to them, um, really did a disservice to, their, to our nation and to, you know, our profession specifically.
1: I don't care for any of the cable news shows. Um, I, and I, I argue with people all the time or complain about not hearing about this or that. I said, tell you what, turn off the TV. And I get it sometimes, We you know, it's okay to watch CNN if you're learning about, like, a horrible event that happened yesterday in Manchester or uh, if there's some other thing that is happening. But... Pick up something called a newspaper or read it online or listen to NPR or listen or watch the Cape, you know, the PBS NewsHour, i.e. the old McNeil era for those of us back in the day. And I was a little kid when I started watching that. Doesn't mean I understood everything. I just my mom had it on. So I started watching. You started. (laughs) Uh, You know, expand your news sources, no matter where you come from on the political spectrum. If, you're, if you are liberal, you know, if you want to watch MSNBC, fine, but that doesn't mean you're getting the whole story. If you're a conservative, you want to watch Fox News, fine. Again, doesn't mean you're getting the whole story. It's about educating yourself with a round, well-rounded, legitimate, uh, you know, field of, of news sources. And that should apply to every single American. You know, no law to pass on that, but that's just my take. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and, and now, though, um, that era perhaps is over or not. I mean, we'll have to see
1: I, what know, goes I, on. I and think, I think,
0: you know, who knows yeah. whether the partisan side of it's going to go away. I, You know, I don't think that mm-hmm. part of the business model is going to do anything. It seems like the Murdochs want to maybe clean up the fact that you're saying, hey, look at the tits on that one. Um, there probably won't be another CEO <laughs> that, that can get away with that. However, um, the hyper-partisan stuff is not going anywhere. Or do you Well, differ? and sadly,
1: no, it's not. And it's, it is... You know, I, I mean, well, I'm just going to say this. Donald Trump is the result not only of, <laughs> of the hyper-partisanship in our country, but it's also the general apathy and general ignorance of far too many people who I, you know, are good and decent and mean well, but they're just not educating themselves. I just tell everybody, take okay, 10 minutes a day. Look at the New York Times website. Read a story about something meaningful that interests you.
0: Yeah, and You're going to you be know,
1: better off for it. You're going to know a little more. You're going to pl- be more informed if you go into the voting booth
0: a podcast for another day could be also how facebook has destroyed that as well because I, I don't know how many times i i talk to people and they say oh i saw i saw on the news blah 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 and i say oh did you read the article and they're like no i saw it on facebook so you read the 20 words on facebook so all you got is the headline you know you have to read more than that and that's it's the case in in Absolutely. in in, in uh, even on online if you're actually getting it you can't just go to google news and look at the headlines you have to actually click through to some of these stories um, and, and think critically and be an American. I mean, I think that's what, one of the things that used to uh, identify us, or at least at least one of the things that I thought um, made us a good country, is that a lot of times we had a lot of people that were involved, engaged, tried to get the real story. We had real freedom of the press. So if there were stories in the newspaper, you knew they were really true. And now with the whole bashing of the press and, and with headline um, headlines the way they are, and with you know, avenues like Drudge and Breitbart and Fox News that will basically nearly make things up. I mean, you want to talk about fake news, um, you know, no matter what you want to say, it. And, and as much as I don't particularly like CNN or MSNBC or sometimes even the Times or the Washington Post, um, they're not on purpose doing fake news on those, on those channels, where sometimes you know that Fox is writing, I mean, Hannity and the... A uh, Seth Rich thing, right? I mean, we were talking about that before the podcast, but that, that's indicative of fake news pervading mainstream media, and they can they can they can point to that in other places, but it doesn't really stick among those who think critically. But it does stick to Fox and 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 and, and those other organizations I mentioned. Do you agree? Yeah,
1: I I, I agree with you fully. I I just um, you know we got, we have a First Amendment, which is crucial to this country's existence and, uh, you know, should not be tampered with. But again, I tell everybody out there, expand your world. It's not just one newspaper. It's not just one magazine. It's not just one website or cable channel. It's all of it if you really want to know what's going
0: on. Well, I have one exception to that. Everyone should read Modern Times Magazine every day.
1: A thousand percent. You better believe it. Because we got a lot to offer there. But Seriously. still go
0: other places so. and make sure that, you know, there's other things going on. But that being yes. our last segue of the day, I think we're out of time. So, um, you know, go somewhere else and, 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 and read some good things and then come back to Modern Times and listen to another podcast or read some other stories that we do, right?
1: Absolutely, everybody, check it out.
0: (laughs) Karen, thanks a lot again. I think we had a great thank you you you. discussion. You know, sometimes now it feels like when we have non-podcasts, I'm just like, God, I wish we had just an hour to just chit chat on these five topics. When is our next podcast? (laughs) You know, when when we're on the phone for five minutes, it's like, oh. There's a lot happening in
1: this world. There's a lot happening in our nation, and it's there's there's you know there we could talk for hours, obviously, and I. I really appreciate all the listeners out there. Thank you so much.
0: And we will be, Karen and I will be back in a few weeks to do another political profundity unless something large happens to occur. I mean, when we say large, we mean <laughs> Roger Ailes large. And um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't. Hopefully
1: I couldn't... nothing terrible. We've well, <laughs> one... all gone through a lot of acts.
0: One last swipe, um, but, you know, if there happens to be, uh, you know, something, then we'll probably do a special po- podcast, so I'll make sure you stay with us, and we will we will do that for our listeners in this podcast besides doing any reporting on moderntimesmagazine.com, um, but we yeah. will have um, another sports and another food podcast. I think we're going to try to do a... Uh, uh, another classic movie podcast here in the next two weeks, so um, make sure you yeah yeah come back and keep listening. Karen, thank you again for another great day. Um, we'll see you next thank time. Thank you. Take care. Bye
1: everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like Gracie and George Burns. Say goodnight, Say goodnight. <laughs>